You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Jay Harwood with the Mets Amazing Alumni Podcast and my good, good friend, Bobby Valentine. Bobby, I've been with the Mets a long time, a couple of World Series, one with you, but one of the most things I'm proudest of is, and you were the manager at the time, what the team did for the city and New York uh, and in the country around 9-11. And, you know, this uh, podcast will air in August, a month away. What are your recollections of that time we all went through? Well, Jay, recollections are that it was the uh, most unsettled time of my life. Um, Everyone around me was dealing with something they never dealt with before, and that was fear. Uh, You were absolutely spectacular in rising to the call. Um, There were men of action that came forward during that time, and you were one of them, Jay. Uh, Well, you were too, Bob. You let us all. You helped out so many families. We had Tuesday's children um, coming to Shea Stadium just uh, 10 days, I think, or two weeks after that horrific attack. Um, there were so many people in need. And I think what I remembered the most is that the New York Met organization pulled together to try to heal some of those wounds that um, were were so, so traumatic uh, on 9-11, 2001. Bobby, I remember uh, we were in we were in Pittsburgh. We came back that night. We I remember a couple of days later, we were, we stayed next to a federal building, and they moved us out to a hotel in the suburb. Do you remember that ride across the uh, George Washington Bridge that night? And we looked across, and there was no towers. Oh, Jay, do I remember? Actually, before I got to the uh, bridge, you know, we were on the bus from Pittsburgh. We were coming back that next uh, day. Um, we had no idea what to expect. Of course, we saw the TV. We were listening to the radio on the bus. There was some talking and some chatter on the bus, as I remember it, until uh, the Manhattan skyline came into view, and uh, it it had uh, disappeared in a black cloud of smoke, and uh, the entire bus went silent as soon as everyone turned their heads to the right. And I think we were silent from uh, that time on before we got on the George Washington Bridge until we got to Shea Stadium and uh, and uh, hugged each other and got in our respective cars and, and headed on home to w- what we thought might be the safe place. You know, Bobby, not because you're on the phone, but you really, you know, everybody chipped in, but you really led us where you did the recovery area and, and parking lot. You and Sue Lucci and Kevin McCarthy, we organized supplies to get to the firehouses downtown. And when we, when we flew to Pittsburgh on the 17th that month, you stayed behind and it really came the day of the game. Uh, and I know one or two of your friends you know, lost their lives there. One I know, when I mentioned his name, was a jumper that day. So, I mean, that really had a special effect on you going forward, didn't it, that, that whole uh, episode? Oh, absolutely, Jay. You know, I I actually felt um, that I should enlist, that I should I should get in a uniform and try to lead people uh, against uh, the enemy. I felt uh, that this attack 
was um, so horrific that, um, you know, I, I had to try to step forward. And, you know, when I stayed back, as you remember, the team flew uh, charter and I stayed back because uh, on the on that uh, day before we opened up in Pittsburgh, uh, LaGuardia Airport was opening up for the first time. And, and I wanted to give a little example and fly commercial and and uh, you know my coaches and and you and the in the organization were were so supportive in doing what we had to do, and that was uh, resume the season in Pittsburgh, and then come back to Shea Stadium, the place that people thought we we would never play another baseball game. Uh, nonetheless, uh, in the year two thousand and one, and we met our our rivals the Atlanta Braves there on on September 21st and um, that became the event that will live on forever. Do you remember what you were thinking when Mike came to bat in the eighth inning and the Mets trailing by one run you know that, that night? You know I, I saw him walk into the plate as a superhero it, it was uh, surreal the entire day was surreal of course uh, you know with Liza Minnelli and the First responders all doing the chorus line kick and and uh, God bless America being sang and the people in the stands tearing up and and uh, the the crowd was <laughs> was so different than any other crowd I had ever uh, performed in front of or or been in front of because uh, no one knew what to do until the superhero stepped in the box and and of course he he hit the home run that will live on forever. And the the thing that I remember the most was the sound of the crack of the bat and then the immediate sound of the roar of the crowd. And um, uh, it, it was as memorable, as spectacular, as dramatic uh, a swing as will ever be seen or heard or felt. And um, I believe that was the moment that um, the healing began. I agree 100%. Bob, let me jump back a couple of years. You took over the Mets uh, in August of 96. It had like five or six consecutive losing uh, seasons in a row. And you really you know, turned the franchise around, won 80 games a couple of years in a row in 90. And then in, uh, in 1999 and 2000, the first time in – you know, in, in the franchise history, we back to back uh, postseason appearance. What do you look back about the time when you took over, really like a floundering team in '96? Well, it, it really was uh, an ugly situation in '96. Uh, the franchise was in turmoil. Uh, there were many frowns to be found. Uh, the fans were angry, uh, and thanks to the the coaching staff that. Uh, I, I had at that time, thanks to the front office and, of course, to you know, the players who stayed around. Of course, we had to make a lot of changes. We had to um, change the culture, which, um, you know, was a bit of a disaster in the clubhouse as well as uh, out on the field. And um, we did it kind of seamlessly and uh, had a had a straight line um to the World Series, where we improved every year uh, with uh, the the ability on the field and off the field, and uh, I was really proud of those years uh, to to see an organization get to be where they believe belong in New York, 
uh, and that's at the top of the heap. And um, I think we got there. Uh, too bad we couldn't win that World Series. I can't even imagine how different things would be if in the Subway Series of 2000, the Mets were the winners of, of four games instead of the guys across town. But even so, that that event, that World Series in 2000, uh, was as spectacular a of a week-long event as any city will ever have. No, no question. Bobby, one of the culture changes was May of 98 when, uh, you know, we, we Mr. Piazza came over from the Marlins. What did that, that trade mean to the Mets as a whole, you know, in your mind? Well, you know, it happened so quickly, Jay. Uh, we had a great catcher at the time, um, and uh, the organization seized the opportunity to get one of the one of the great players um, in the game at that time who uh, went on to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, and so, you know, immediately it it gave us um, a lot of unsettling. <laughs> they immediately gave us uh, uh, answers that uh, – questions that we had to answer, and, and we did, and Mike did, and, you know, we went on – to jump on his back and and uh, become as credible as an organization as there was in the National League. Bobby, your your career. I mean, there's probably not a thing you haven't done in your career. You you know, were the first man- American manager to win a Japanese title with the, with the Marines. Um, you know, you you your own. Now you have a, another career. Tell me about your your career, the athletic director at Sacred Heart. I know you try to improve the facilities here. There's a lot of good things here. Tell me about some of the stuff you're doing now. Well, it's funny, uh, Jay, on the way to Shea Stadium for my press conference in 96 when Bob Appadak and I were driving from Pawtucket to the press conference, we were listening to the fan, and uh, the fan called in and said, Valentine's going to be the manager. We hear that's going to be announced. That's crazy. He'll never last three months. Well, interestingly enough, when I got the job as the athletic director at Sacred Heart University, the under and the over at uh, Sacred Heart on how long I would last was three months. Now, I've been there for seven years. We've um, we've created a wonderful environment for 32 Division One sports teams. We've won titles. We've won community service awards. We've won uh, academic achievement awards. and uh, we built facilities. I'm proud to say there's going to be a 60,000 square foot um, Bobby Valentine Health and Recreation Center, which will be officially uh, opened on August 27th. Um, and and I, I'm just so happy that, you know, that opportunity arose and I got to uh, turn the page and do something exciting with a lot of spectacular young athletes and coaches and in in an environment that I was rather foreign to. I don't think our fans remember, you were probably the top high school football player to come out of Connecticut, you know, three years <laughs> in a row, all state, you know, in Ripple High School. How could fa- fans remember that, Jay? That was 100 years ago. Well, how close did you come? You know, I know you were recruited at uh, Arizona State, uh, SC. I mean, the Dodgers offered you uh, a nice contract. Did you consider it all, you know, Going the football route or was baseball your always number one thing? OJ, I signed a football scholarship to go to the University of uh, Southern California. It was a letter of intent. Um, you know, tuition 
books and room and board at that time was uh, worth $1,700 at USC. And, um, yeah, I was going to take that scholarship and try to play two sports um, at University of Southern California. That, that draft was on June 7th. Interestingly enough, the Yankees took Thurman Munson in the fourth round or for the fourth pick in that same draft, and I was the fifth pick uh, of the Los Angeles Dodgers the same year that Tim Foley was the number one pick of the Mets and the number one pick in the country. So, um, yeah, I, I really thought I was going to play college athletics until the Dodgers came along and Al Campanis offered me $60,000 of a signing bonus and a million dollars worth of good advice. And I took it and um, the rest is history. I mean, your spare time, you opened up another restaurant in Connecticut. And how is that going now? Bobby Bam Valentine Sports Bar? Well, well, Jay, it's 40 years later. Uh, I started in 1980. I had, uh, you know, seven operations open at one time. I now there's one Bobby V's in Windsor Locks, Connecticut now, and one in Stanford, Connecticut, uh, 40 years later. So I guess the restaurant business has been quite good to me. And, uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, I've been surrounded by a lot of really cool people. And one thing, JB, and it's a podcast, I might as well tell you, I have a uh, production film company. And uh, along with Andrew Moscato, my um, uh, president of my con company, we are cooperating to do a full-length movie with uh, Peter Farley, who is the Oscar winner for The Green Book, who's our going to be our screenwriter and director. And uh, we're co-oping with uh, Skydance Productions out of Los Angeles to do a fabulous uh, full-length movie uh, about the greatest beer run ever, which um, was, was a true, is a true story about some guys who uh, drank a couple beers together in Vietnam. Well, it's, we're looking forward to seeing that. Bobby, you know what? You've done, got a lot of great awards in your career, but I know one I'm most proud of because it was so well-deserved. In, in 2002, you got the Branch Wiki Award for Humanitarian Service, all that you did for the city. And you know, people shouldn't forget what you did. And so, you know, 17 years later, and you were our leader. We had a lot of great guys, Leiter and Franco and Todd Zeal and Robin and Vance Wilson, Joe McEwen. And that's, you know, we won some games here, but for me, when I leave the Mets, that'll be the thing I'm most proud of, to work with you and those guys and what we did for the city. And uh, I want to thank you for letting me be a part of it, sir. Jay, you are the best, and uh, it was great working side-by-side side with you. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.